Hello and welcome to part two of the Billy Bond special here on the Knees Up Mother Brown West Ham podcast. And joining us this week down the line, it's James Longman. Hi, James. Hello. And, well, this episode is a big one, I think it's fair to say. It's a really big one. It was uh, the, the charming and lovely man that is Billy Bond's part two. Yeah, part two. And we know that there's going to be some serious bombshells in this episode because it's in the public domain already exactly what Billy Bonds is about to speak about one man in particular Harry Redknapp for the first time yes I mean he was uh, I mean how nice was he to speak to us uh, and kind of you know be so honest with us what, what a joy what a lucky lucky men we are <laughs> of, of all the people he is going to open up to I can't believe it's us <laughs> how has that happened it's our uh, amateur, nonsensical ways. <laughs> okay, well, I think everybody is now ready for part two of the Billy Bonds interview. This is it. We were about to hear about Harry Redknapp and his thoughts on him. Uh, 19 years in the making, this interview. We begin where we left part one. So, Billy, last time we spoke, we were talking about the 1991 FA Cup semi-final against Nottingham Forest. Um, what, what are your memories about that day? Yeah, obviously the um, well, remember the beating we took. Uh, obviously Galley getting sent off just before half time, and uh, and then losing four um, nil. Obviously, when you lose a man, to, uh, when you're playing one of Cluffy's sides, not Forest, you uh, <laughs> you're up against it because they they do keep the ball well, and, um, and the game was in the balance up until half time. But uh, once Galley got sent off, obviously uh, they they made their uh, the numerical numbers count and. Uh, and they ended up beating us well, but the fans were great that day. You know, I just remember the chanting. I think it went on uh, from when Galley got sent off right the way through the, the rest of the game, sort of thing. You know, it was just incredible and uh, something I'll always remember. Really, I take away from the game, sort of thing. And what, what does that mean to you as, as a as a manager, being manager of West Ham and having played for so long? I mean, all the fans chant your name for so long. It must be magical. It's, it's, a, it's a great for it, but they've, they've, the fans, I've got to be honest with you, since day one when I was at the place, you know, the fans have always been great with me. They've, they've, uh, they, they took to me as a, as, a, as a young right back when I first came there, and uh, they've always been great with me. I think, as, I think West Ham fans, as, as long as they see you putting a shift in, then they'll get behind you sort of thing. And, um, and, they, and you know, right from day one, they've... They were great with me, and uh, and, and it was a you know, you know it was disappointing. I mean, we just lost the semi final of the FA Cup, but uh, for them to react that way was just tremendous. You know, they just they were determined to enjoy their day out. I think you know. Well, and did you get a chance to speak to Keith Hackett after the event? No, never did. No, um, I remember Cluffy coming into the dressing room afterwards, just saying to me, you know, uh, you know that, that bad luck, and uh, if, I, if you need any tickets for the final, I don't know whether he was. <laughs> Taking the mickey or what, but uh, <laughs> said something about if you need any tickets for the final and stuff, and uh, you know, and I said, you know, all the best for when you get there. And I think they beat Spurs in the end, didn't they? I think uh, yeah. they beat Spurs in the final. And uh, no, I didn't. I, I wasn't one for going into you know, you, you, you know, you, you have bad decisions go against you, and you hope the following week it goes for you. But I mean, that was a massive one for us. You know, it was a. It was an important thing, you know. We could have got to the final as a second division side, and uh, and you know it was taken away from us a little bit. I'm not saying we'd have gone on to win it, but it, we could have done, you know. But sure. um, but it was taken away from us, and uh, it's a disappointing way. But you have to take the rough with a smooth. 
So, Billy, you had uh, two promotion-winning seasons with West Ham, uh, and one of those seasons, of course, included that um, magnificent winning run. What are your memories of those seasons? I, when I took over the club, I think I had sort of a dozen games, uh, first of all, you know, in the, in the, in the first... Uh, I think Lou left sort of halfway through, and uh, I had a dozen or so games. And then my first full season... It was just, it was unbelievable, really. We went 25 games without losing. You know, we um, the first game we lost, I think, was at Barnsley a couple of days before Christmas. So you tend to think, oh, this game's easy, you know. And, uh, you know, I remember phoning Terry Venables up. I was after trying to get Chrissy Newton on uh, loan. And Terry said to me, you know, he said, uh, how are you finding it? I said, yes, it's, it's good, you know, not bad, it's okay. And he went, you know, he sort of laughed at me. He went, well, it don't get any better. You know, you just won 25 games unbeaten. And uh, I suppose you could say it didn't get a lot better than that. You know, it was, we ended up, um, uh, get, you know, winning the, uh, uh, getting to the uh, promotion. We got our aim, you know. And uh, But, uh, you know, it was, that was a dream start for me, really. But, uh, you know, obviously it, it, was, it became harder the longer you went on, sort of thing. Sure, and, and you mentioned um, you didn't love manager like you love playing. Do you wish you had a longer stab at it? Uh, I'm pleased I, I I'm pleased I did it. Um, I can't say I enjoyed it as much as I did playing. No, I didn't. It didn't give me the same pleasure. I mean, uh, to me, uh, playing was was something I would have done for nothing. I just loved playing and competing, you know. And uh, uh, being a manager was a job. That was a job to me. That's how I that's how I looked at it, you know, as a as a job. I'm, pl- I'm pleased I did it, and I'm, pr- I'm proud of the job I did. And uh, but um, it wasn't something I could say I really enjoyed. Sure, and you had quite a few memorable players in your time. Um, Dixie, Julian Dix described you as two peas in a pod recently in an interview. Does that sound about right? Two peas in a pod. Yeah. Meaning. <laughs> Meaning you're quite similar in in your style. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think you could say that. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, uh, it wasn't all straightforward, straight forward sailing with Dixie. You know, we had our run-ins and stuff, but uh, Dixie was a, you know, he was a difficult player to to, to work with on the training ground. Uh, he, sometimes he'd come out there, he didn't want to do this. He'd love to get a ball out, Dixie. He didn't want to do. He wasn't didn't didn't enjoy running and uh, all those kind of things that you have to do. But he'd love to get a ball out if he could have a ball, and he was happy, sort of thing, and. Uh, and he was trouble, you know, he wasn't easy to handle. But um, one thing you knew with Julian was that on, come Saturday, you know, he, he would give you 100%. You know, you knew what you're going to get with him every Saturday. Obviously, his discipline let him down on a, on a number of occasions. And I think if it hadn't have been for that, I think he'd have won England caps, you know. That is a certainty because he, he had a lot of ability, you know. He was a terrific left back and... Uh, and we came. We 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 had the, our run-ins. You know, we had a couple of things where you know we we had our run-ins. But you know, I've, I've met him since, and, and we get on well together. You know, we are we we are like each other in a way. You know, and uh, the way we played the game. He was an old school player, so type of thing. You know, I can't ever remember him warming up for a game or <laughs> or doing any stretching or anything. You know, he just went out and played and. Uh, and he, he, he was old school, a bit like me, really. And uh, you know, and we've met since, and we we get on well together. You know, I think he's he's uh, he's learned a little bit as well because he had that little spell as manager, you know, at Grays and stuff. And uh, he's seen the other side of the coin, what you have to do as a manager. And uh, I think he's mellowed a bit. If he if he you know, uh, and that is saying something in mellowing. I tell you. <laughs> were there any uh, other players that, you, that were quite you had to kind of 
manage with kid gloves or something. I think they're all different players. You know, some players you, you can you can have a you can you know get stuck into, and uh, and other players you have to you know, softly, softly sort of thing. You know, uh, they they were most of them were a decent bunch. I had uh, there was one or two that we, you know that didn't. Uh, I think you know if you spoke to them now, they they would be disappointed in me, and and I, and I was disappointed in them, sort of thing. You know, but. Uh, Nothing. Uh, most of the lads I dealt with was, was fine. You know, we got on well. Um, and obviously, your your time as manager came to quite an abrupt end. Do you have any kind of? I know you haven't spoken much about it, and I don't want to push things. But do you have any regrets to kind of how it all happened? Um, well, uh, you know, I've just read an article by uh, Harry Redknapp in the in the in the Daily Mail, and. Um, and one or two people have told me what, what what's in the book, and I've got to admit I'm very disappointed with that. You know, it's um, I think uh, first my first thought about it, you know, when I read it was it's disrespectful to 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 a lot of the players and staff that were over there at the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, we it, it wasn't a, it was probably the worst year I've had at the club that year when uh Harry Redknapp came into the club it was probably the worst year I've had in the 27 years I was there uh we were getting off the back of a bond scheme which you know I mean he, I think he said in the paper it was a shambles when he got there yeah but uh it was on the back of the bond scheme um fans were up uh, it, really you know there was rioting over there I mean they tried to get into the director's box and stuff like that and I think up until December, I think we were sort of halfway up the league. We just we just beaten Liverpool, drawn with Arsenal, and and I think we beat Man United. So so we were halfway up the league. We were going really quite you know okay. And then the the um, the club uh, put out that there was going to be a, a bond scheme, and, uh, yep. and the fans were dead against it. And there was all kinds of problems over there. And the players were sort of in the end. I think. They had no confidence going out there. I don't think we won another game until the end of the season, and the place was a it was in a mess. But um, you know there were reasons for that. You know it was like I say it was probably the worst season in my life. I lost I, I lost my dad that year in December. I lost my father in in the April and uh, right. after a game away at Coventry, when uh, we, that, that was the day we were officially relegated. And uh, it was a bad year, but and, he, and obviously uh, Harry Redknapp came in on the back of that, and uh, it was a bit of a shambles. And we, but you know, I think we would have got it sorted, you know. And uh, for him to come out and say what he said, I think it's disrespectful to the players and, and, and one or two of the staff that were over there. Uh, the other thing is, I think it's a pack of lies as well, you know. Right. None of it is true. I think he's uh, he's made it up as he's gone along and uh, to suit his story, sort of thing, you know. So, um, yeah, I'm very disappointed, to say the least. Um, there's been quite a few people who have come out and said a lot of what he said has been uh, uh, an extension of the truth. So it's, it seems to be a, a current thing. I think theme. he's been very liberal with the truth, yeah. But <laughs> yes, as much as I expected, really, you know. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think if you speak to a lot of... I mean, I'm not going to... I could go through all the whole stuff he's come out with, but I don't think I need to defend myself, you know. It's... Uh, it's a load of nonsense and, uh, and and not a lot of truth about it. I'm afraid, you know. You know, it's you, it's you 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 want to believe, and it's entirely up to people. I've got my opinions, and uh, you know, and uh, as I say, I don't think I need to hear my views too much. Uh, you know, I could go into a lot of things he said in that uh, in that piece that he's done on me in that book, and uh, 
I could tell you most of it is utter nonsense. So, so you but, won't be get, you won't be getting a Christmas card. I beg your pardon. He won't be getting a Christmas card. <laughs> uh, I haven't spoken to him for 20 years, so, uh, you know, I mean, how he comes out with stuff, I found it quite pathetic, really, to be quite honest with you. Okay, well, um, but West Ham are just a few seasons away now from a potential move to uh, the Olympic Stadium in Stratford. What are your thoughts on uh, West Ham leaving the bowling ground? Um, uh, disappointed, uh, because, uh, you know, all my memories there, I've, you know, I was there a long time, and... Uh, I mean, the stadium now isn't like it was when I first went there, when I went over to play with Bobby Moore, Hurst Peters, all those people, Brookings, Lampards. You know, it wasn't like that when I, when I went there. You had the old chicken run uh, with the Dockers all in there and uh, the North Bank, you know. And uh, so, so, so it's, I've got some wonderful memories of sort of great players I played with there, some great occasions there, you know. Uh, and uh, so... To me, it's going to be sad to leave the place. And but I think when I, I, you know, a lot of people stop me when I'm out with shopping with a missus or something, and they'll talk to me. That's the first thing they come up with. What do you think? And you know, you, you talk to a young supporter, and he's sort of, yeah, can't wait to get there. Really, new start. You know, forty, fifty thousand, you know, people being in there, hopefully, and uh, brand new stadium. Whereas you get the older person who probably started off supporting before I even came to the club, and they're and they're disappointed, you know. It's sad to see it's sad to see the place go. But uh, I suppose one thing, if you'd say, if I came back in fifty years' time, you know, and you said a oh, West Ham still at the bowling ground, you go, oh, they're still there, you know. I'm surprised, you know. So uh, I suppose you have to move on. Uh, it's, it's progress, isn't it? You know, and uh, a lot of clubs have done that now. And uh, I suppose you have to move on. But um, I just hope it works out for the club. You know, I hope it's the you know, the right thing to do and uh, and let's hope it works out for the club you know right and I know, I know you don't get down there a lot uh, anyone you've just you just came back recently but have you seen what do you think of the current regime I mean do you like like um, Sam Allardyce and the team he's got out there sorry I didn't get that sorry um, are you enjoying the current uh, West Ham team in terms of you know, know, to be quite honest I haven't seen a lot of him I saw I saw the Cardiff game obviously I went down with with the family there and uh, I thought they played ever so well that day you know I mean, before the, a ball was kicked this season, I honestly thought that, um, you know, they, they, they got the big fella in up front, um, Downing signing, the, the boy from Wolverhampton on the other side. And I, I honestly, uh, people asked me how, how, how I thought they would get on, and I said, well, I can't, there's no way they're going to be in relegation trouble this year. That was before a ball was kicked. When I saw them play Cardiff, I thought, you know, well, that, you know, just, uh, you know, it just, I thought they were solid. Uh, they, they created their chances, you know, and I thought they looked really good. And then, obviously, they went on a little run, uh, not scoring a lot of goals, and, uh, you know, but I think uh, that Spurs result was just a, a fantastic result. You know, Spurs have spent a lot of money over there, and to go there and beat them 3-0, yeah. and, uh, you know, I think that's something to really give them a boost and, and really build on again. So I can only see them, you know, being, I can't see them in, relegation trouble this year at all you know I think uh, uh, hopefully mid-table or something like that would be great you know yeah and then will we see you down there again this season well if my grandchildren and my daughters get their way yes you will but uh, <laughs> but you know it's, we'll see what happens but I'm under a lot of pressure let's put it that way um, are they West Ham are they football fans uh, my, my daughters used to go when I played um, they what? used to I mean when uh, they were all young as like I've got a picture of Claire, my eldest daughter, in my arms over there when she was about 
four or five years old sort of thing, you know, taken outside the old gates here where somebody took a photo. And uh, so, yeah, they used they used to go uh, quite a bit, you know, and um, and that's the first time my two little granddaughters have been, and uh, they they were absolutely chuffed a bitch, you know, they loved it. And my little one was bragging around uh, the school. But, well, I think one of her little classmates, she's another little eight-year-old, and I think she goes over regular, and she said, what were you doing in the director's box? This <laughs> you know, so... So she was, uh, she was chuffed a bitch, you know. So, um, so no, it was a, it was a great day. I'm, I'm, I know, my, I know my family really enjoyed it. It was great, and the crowd were great with me. You know, once again, I appreciate all they, all their applause, sort of thing. You know. Oh, Billy, we love having you back, back involved. Uh, it's, it's a real honour for us. That's very kind of you. Thank you. So there we go. No more waiting. No more guessing. It's out there, Billy Bonds on Harry Redknapp on the Olympic Stadium move. Um, James, your initial thoughts on uh, what Billy had to say? Well, I just think he's such a he does it in such a classy way. You know, he, he's, he's still not obviously telling us the whole story, but he's, he's saying enough just to, in his own way, say how it kind of went down. And it, it, I think he's uh, done himself massive, well, even more favours, really, because he's, he's such a hero. I think what's also quite interesting is the fact that he's waited 19 years to say something and the excerpts from uh, Harry's book um, have obviously just upset him that much that he doesn't feel like he can keep that silence anymore. Yeah, well, it seems to have annoyed everyone, doesn't it? I mean, if, you know, everything he's written, someone seems to have come out and denied it. <laughs> um, uh, it's it, Yeah, it seems to have rubbed everyone up a little bit the wrong way, but it's... Uh, it's great to hear Billy's, Billy's take on it all. I mean, it's amazing to hear his take on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just quickly to finish, uh, whose side are you on again? Is it Billy Bonds or Harry Redknapp? <laughs> Who do you think? I'm on, I'm on Truth's side. <laughs> um, well, that concludes this episode of the Knees on Mother Brown West Ham podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, and if you want to stay in touch with the show, you can follow James and Longest One. You can follow the editor of Knees on Mother Brown on K-U-M-B-D-O-T-C-O-M on Twitter or myself, Chris Skull, and that's CJ Skull. S-C-U-L-L on Twitter or you can go on the KUMB forums and discuss everything you've just heard um, so thanks very much for listening we'll see you next week come on you irons Billy Bonds Clambrew Army Knees on Mother Brown